if you just try to talk from the language of what you know, and you never bring it up to the present day reality of your ideal customer, you are going to struggle to sell even the most amazing and transformative of offers to even the warmest of leads. So how can you make sure that you are selling chocolate, not broccoli? How can you make sure that you are speaking in the language of your ideal customer so that you can connect with and convert them into your powerful and truly transformative offers? Welcome to Selling Chocolate, the podcast where I am sharing the tactical steps, mindset shifts, and strategies that will help big-hearted entrepreneurs like you expand your visibility, impact, and income, and create consistent five-figure months doing work you love doing in the way you love doing it. Around here, we call that sustainable success. I'm your host, Carly Jo Bell, cat lady, business coach, product and service-based business owner, and the founder of Whole Co. Media. By tuning into this episode today, you are showing your brain that not only is it possible for you to create genuinely sustainable success in your business, it's also a reality that is available to you right now. And now all you need to do is listen and then choose to take the aligned next step toward your version of sustainable success. So let's dive in. It was a day like any other day. I was sitting in front of my computer on Zoom, streaming into my Facebook group, only today I had a bowl of melted carob chips and a limp piece of broccolini. We were celebrating the launch of this very podcast, Selling Chocolate, with a little game of Selling Chocolate Trivia. And because I'm more committed to connecting with my community than I am to, well, my pride, (laughs) I dipped that piece of broccolini into the melted carob chips and I ate it. (laughs) It was horrible. It was so gross and I honestly would not recommend that at all. And I have already decided that I will not be doing that again. Never. Oh my gosh, it was not great. Anyway, Why did I dip that broccolini into those melted carob chips? And why am I even telling you this story in the first place? (laughs) Well, I'm telling you this story because I think it's hilarious. I'm going to have to post the video again just because it was so funny. But also because this podcast, Selling Chocolate, is named after one of my most famous or infamous messaging strategies, Sell Chocolate not broccoli. Or, as I sometimes also say, sell chocolate support with broccoli. And the more people in my community found out about the reason behind the name of this podcast, the more times I heard people excitedly exclaim, OMG, you totally have to eat chocolate-covered broccoli. (laughs) Well, my friends, I did. I ate carob covered broccoli because I'm actually not supposed to eat chocolate. So the carob had to fill in. And I happen to have broccolini in my fridge, not broccoli. So again, we made do. But if you've ever looked at the name of this podcast and thought, selling chocolate? What's that all about? This 
very episode right here is going to break down this messaging strategy and make talking about your offers and services in a way that actually sells so much easier. Now, have you ever tried to sell something and it just didn't sell, no matter what you did or how hard you tried? It could be an offer alignment issue, which we talked about in episode two this season. It could be that you haven't structured your offer as an easy yes offer, like we talked about in episode three. Or it could be that you are just not talking about your offer in the right way. So regardless of how valuable and transformative it is, your audience doesn't realize that it is the solution to the problem that they are currently facing, which is what we're going to talk about right here in this episode. And the reason that we are pausing to talk about messaging in a season that is dedicated to offers is because truthfully, you can't really have one without the other. In fact, it is so hard for me to kind of parse apart these elements of the sustainable sales system because again, they all go hand in hand. There is a reason why if you look at my framework, it's all been a circle. It's because you have to have each piece working in harmony with one another in order to create true sustainable success. I think I probably need a whole episode on that. It's okay. (laughs) And while there's so much that I could say about messaging, this episode is really for you if you feel like you have the other pieces in place, but something still isn't clicking. Before I break this strategy down, I have a question for you. Do you ever look at the back of your shampoo bottle or your makeup or your face products and try to read the ingredients? Even if the product you're using is all natural, organic, paraben-free, is that even how you say that word? I don't know. Even if it's all of those things, right? Those ingredients on that back label can sometimes be really hard as a normal consumer to read and understand. I'm literally looking at my Tom's of Maine toothpaste container right now, and its main ingredient is sodium monofluorophosphate with fluoride ion. I have no clue what that means. (laughs) But also when I look at this toothpaste container, I see a section with the heading six benefits. This toothpaste apparently fights cavities, whitens teeth, fights tartar buildup, freshens breath, strengthens enamel, and promotes remineralization. (laughs) With the exception of maybe that remineralization word, the rest of those benefits are in a language that I understand. And not only do I understand those words, when I'm shopping for toothpaste, I am actively looking for something that fights cavities, whitens teeth, fights tartar buildup, freshens breath, strengthens enamel. If you were a toothpaste creator, you might be so proud that your first ingredient is sodium monofluorophosphate with fluoride ion, because you know that that ingredient is what makes your toothpaste so great. In actuality, I have no clue if that ingredient makes toothpaste great, so don't quote me on that, but we're going to go with it for now. But if you as the toothpaste creator went around saying, buy my toothpaste, it has sodium monofluorophosphate with fluoride ion, your people would look at you with a very confused expression, and then they would go shop with your competitor who says, buy my toothpaste, it whitens your teeth. Now, obviously, this is a pretty scientific example. I doubt most of you are going around touting the benefits of sodium monofluorophosphate with fluoride ion. And yes, I practiced saying that before I started recording this episode, because that is a very long word with a whole lot of syllables. (laughs) 
But maybe you are a voice coach and you're telling people about all of the intricacies of vocal coloring instead of talking about the confidence your ideal customer will feel when they get up on stage. Also, I totally had to look up what are terms that voice coaches use to find vocal coloring. <laughs> or you're a WordPress developer and you're focusing your content on why your coding abilities are better than other people's instead of sharing how simple it's going to be for your client to edit their own website once they've worked with you. Or maybe you're an energy healer and you're constantly talking about what kind of energies you use and defining the different chakras instead of really sharing how opening up your throat chakra is going to help you finally say the things that you have been wanting and needing to say. Now, you'll notice in all of the examples that I just gave that even when you're talking about how confident your client will feel when they get out onto that stage or how simple it's going to be for them to edit their own website, that the other stuff, the stuff about vocal coloring or about your specific coding abilities is also pertinent information. But it's not the information that is going to most resonate with your ideal customer. It's not going to capture their attention because it's not actually something that they are currently thinking about. It's information that when you lead with what your customer wants, you can use that information to support what you know your customer needs. And that's where we get into broccoli versus chocolate. The broccoli in your messaging tends to be things that you know your customer needs, while the chocolate in your messaging tends to be the things that your ideal customer already knows they need, or, though it may be slightly misguided, something that they think they need. And if you want to captivate and connect with your ideal customer in a scroll-stopping, everything-else-fades-into-the-background rom-com way, then you need to lead with the chocolate. You have to speak in the language that your ideal customer is already using. Your ideal customer is probably a pretty smart human, right? <laughs> and if you're selling to the right version of your ideal customer, the person who is in phase three or phase six of that transformational journey and they are ready to buy, then your ideal customer has probably already done some problem solving for themselves. They've already recognized that they have a problem, and now they are looking for a solution. And they probably already have ideas of what that solution may be. Of course, your phase six person has a better idea of what they really truly need, where your phase three person is still really trying to figure that out. If you're hearing me talk about these different phases, by the way, and you don't know what I mean, then go back to season one, episode two, and learn about the transformational journey because it is crucial to every single piece of your sustainable sales system. Regardless of what phase your ideal customer is in and therefore how knowledgeable they are about what they really need in order to solve whatever problem they're facing and get their desired transformation, if you want to connect with them long enough to actually sell to and serve them, you have to speak in their language. You have to speak to the problems they are experiencing as they are experiencing them. You have to speak to the questions they are asking as they are asking them. You have to speak to the experiences they are having as they are understanding them. 
Even if you know that that's the wrong question to be asking right now, or they're focusing on the wrong problem, or whatever it is, if you want to grab their attention long enough to connect with and convert them, you have to use the language they are already using. Now, that doesn't mean that you have to completely throw all of your expertise out the window, right? And only speak to the level of what your ideal customer already knows. In fact, that is the last thing I would ever recommend doing. Do not get rid of your expertise, please. Instead, you want to lead with the chocolate. Lead with the language that your ideal customer is already using. And then support with the broccoli. Support with what you know to actually be true and what you know is really going to help your audience. Think about how I started this entire season. I started by talking about how a lot of you are feeling like you need more leads or you're not making the amount of sales you want, you don't know how to sell, or you're doing everything but nothing is converting. I started with the chocolate of what you are already saying. But then I supported with some broccoli. I talked more about how, yeah, I could totally talk about sales in this season, but You can't fix a sales problem until you have fixed an offers problem. Do you see how I led with the chocolate of sales, 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 and then I supported with the broccoli, the stuff that I know from my expertise that you actually need to work on if you want to fix a sales problem. You have to fix an offers problem. Here's another example of what that could look like. My phase three customer thinks that their biggest problem is marketing. They're like, oh, my marketing is never converting. I'm spending so much time creating content and I'm just hearing crickets. Maybe my audience is too small. Maybe I need to try a different platform, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It's all marketing, right? In their mind, their biggest problem is marketing. And if you're hearing yourself in this, wonderful. Go sign up for Marketing Magnified. (laughs) We'll link it in the show notes. But that means if I want to actually connect with my customer and even convert them into an offer, I need to meet them where they are at by talking about small audiences or by talking about content that converts or by talking about what to do when all you're hearing is crickets and no one is engaging with your content. And I can talk about each of those things while also recognizing that in my expertise, there is so much more to the story. I know, for example, that usually if you're struggling to convert from your marketing content, then it's likely because you are speaking to the wrong version of your ideal customer, aka the wrong phase of the transformational journey. It's usually that, but it could also be your offers need help or you're not actually selling in your content. And while sometimes I might and I do dip into those various pieces of broccoli in my content, in my marketing, in my messaging, I am always going to lead with the chocolate that my ideal customer is already aware of and is already desiring. Another very tangible example of this would be a few months ago, I did a training in my Facebook group on how to stop attracting people who can't afford to work with you. The chocolate of this training was that my community was saying, I keep getting on sales calls with people who can't afford to work with me, or they're haggling down my price, or they are saying I'm too expensive. So I listened to that, and I built a training on that very chocolatey topic. 
I led with the chocolate by naming that training what I did, how to stop attracting people who can't afford to work with you, super chocolatey. And at the very beginning of the training, I gave a few examples of what that might actually look like. I also shared a personal story of when I was attracting people who couldn't afford to work with me. And then after I had used all of this chocolate to capture the attention of my audience, I came in and I supported with the broccoli. I let them know, what the real problem was. In this training, the broccoli, or the thing that I knew was the real problem and the real solution, was not trying to overcome this obstacle on the sales call. It wasn't lowering your prices or raising your prices. I knew that the broccoli, the thing that they really needed to know, was how to use the seven phases of the transformational journey to discover the messaging and the marketing content that would actually connect with the purchase-ready people in your audience. But imagine if I would have led with, come learn the seven phases of the transformational journey and discover the messaging that will connect with the purchase-ready people in your audience. Okay, I did end with a little bit of chocolate there, that purchase-ready people in your audience. I can't help myself anymore. (laughs) But that might have attracted some people, particularly, of course, the people who have heard me talk about the transformational journey, who know what that is and who trust my expertise. But the vast majority of my audience would have probably glazed over at that title because in their mind, their biggest problem is that they're getting on sales calls with people who are telling them that they are too expensive. That's the biggest problem. And they want to know how to deal with that. They don't want another messaging strategy right now. Or at least they don't think they want another messaging strategy until they hear me lead with the chocolate and support with the broccoli. Now here's the thing, selling chocolate and supporting with broccoli is 100% a learned skill. It is not something that you are going to be automatically amazing at, mostly because you are a true expert in the work that you do, and you know not only why your ideal customer is facing the problems, questions, and experiences that they currently are, but also how to create the transformation they desire. You know your shit right? You do. Let's own it right here, right now. You know your shit. But your customer is experiencing the problems. They're asking the questions and they are having the various experiences that they are having because they don't know what you know. Which means that if you just try to talk from the language of what you know and you never bring it up to the present day reality of your ideal customer, you are going to struggle to sell even the most amazing and transformative of offers to even the warmest of leads. So how can you make sure that you are selling chocolate, not broccoli, right? Question of the day. How can you make sure that you are speaking in the language of your ideal customer so that you can connect with and convert them into your powerful and truly transformative offers? It all starts by getting into your customer's head and coming to understand life as they see it. Again, I want to reiterate, this is a practice. It takes practice to be able to do that. It is a learned skill. It's likely not something that will come naturally to you, and it may not even feel easy, at least right at the beginning of getting used to selling chocolate and supporting with broccoli. Even though this messaging strategy is something that I teach, literally it's still something that I occasionally catch myself doing where I'm leading with broccoli rather than chocolate. This is a practice. 
But if you really want to understand your ideal customer and what problems, questions, and experiences they see that they are currently having, and what those problems, questions, and experiences look like from their perspective, then you need to start interacting with and observing them. This gets to be so simple, by the way. You don't necessarily even have to do market research calls. And in fact, I often find that entrepreneurs end up using market research calls as a way to postpone doing what they want and need to be doing, which is actually making and selling and editing and selling again their offers. There's absolutely time and place for market research calls. Don't hate me if that's part of your process or whatever. I get it. There is a time and place for it. But sometimes there is also a time and place to make an offer, sell the offer, edit the offer, sell it again, and just start learning that way. So the first way that you can really get into your customer's head and understand more of what they're currently facing is something called social listening. This is essentially where you observe what people are saying. You can go into Facebook groups where you know your ideal customer is hanging out and watch the kind of posts that people are coming up. A few months ago, I remember someone posted in an entrepreneurial Facebook group that I'm in where a lot of my ideal clients hang out, and they said that they didn't know how to get more leads. Of course, I knew from my experience that there were some other problems that this person needed to solve before they could get and convert more leads. But seeing them post this reminded me that that question of how to get more leads is one that my ideal customers are asking. And so I need to create content that speaks to that question. And if you'll notice, I did that. <laughs> I did that with my free in-depth guide, 10 plus strategies to get more leads, which you can go and download at www.sellingchocolatepod.com on the season two resources page. Seriously, pause right now, go get that guide because friends, it is so in depth. It's so actionable and it makes getting more leads right now so much easier than you've been making it. It's seriously gonna blow your mind. So go and grab it at www.sellingchocolatepod.com on the season two resources page. Another place that you can do social listening is by looking at the testimonials on your competitor's website. Ooh, going on your competitor's website. Try not to get into any of that comparisonitis. And if you are afraid that you're going to get into comparisonitis, then don't do this one, right? Because <laughs> we don't need you to start feeling anxious about, oh, that person's better than me or anything like that. If you start getting into that, exit out of the tab. You don't need to be on their website. But if you're mentally ready to use this as the amazing actual resource that it is, then head over to your competitor's website. Video testimonials and longer form testimonials are usually really great sources of social listening because you get a little bit more of an authentic look into what your competitor's clients were facing and what they thought they needed to do in order to get the transformation they desired. You can also go into other kind of forum-like places like Quora or Reddit, or you can even look at reviews on books or podcasts that are relevant to your work and see what your customers are saying there. Goodreads, for example, is a great resource for this. Now, whenever I tell my clients to go and do some social listening, I tell them to spend maybe 10 to 15 minutes each day for three to five days just intentionally looking for conversations started by their ideal customer. This isn't something that you have to do for hours on end because you will probably be able to gain all the information you need to gain in less than 60 minutes total. 
And after those initial three to five, 15 minute social listening sessions, you really just want to get back to your main focus, which at level one is making a mess. And at level two is streamlining and simplifying based on what you really want. Of course, if you are scrolling through the gram one day and you see a post or you're scrolling on Facebook and see a post or something and it's like, oh my gosh, that's totally my ideal customer. They're saying that, amazing, great. Pause, screenshot it, take note of it, whatever you need to do. But you don't have to keep looking all the time because sometimes that practice that started out at being something that was so helpful turns into a distraction from what you really need to be doing to expand your business and sustainable success. Another way you can figure out what the broccoli is versus what the chocolate is, is by actually working with clients. Surprise, surprise. But some of the most valuable intel that I have ever received as to how I can speak to really make sure that I'm resonating with my ideal customer is by actually working with my ideal customer. And really all this requires is you continuing to do the work that you have already been doing, working with the clients you've already been working with, but now just very intentionally paying attention to the broccoli versus the chocolate. Your clients have probably already told you all that you need to know about how they perceive their current problems, questions, and experiences. You just need to pay attention and really capture by writing or by recording what they're saying so that you can begin to talk about your offers in a way that will connect with and convert your audience into paying customers. I had a client a few months ago who came to me when they hadn't really sold anything for quite a few months. In their words, they were in a dry spell. And by the time they started working with me, they had already realized that their biggest struggle was conveying their expertise in a way that spoke to the right people at the right time. When they first learned about broccoli and chocolate, they discovered that they had pretty much been using 100% broccoli language in all of their marketing. So it was really no wonder why people weren't buying. In my clients industry in particular, there's a lot of jargon and terminology that my client has to know. And that knowing that jargon and terminology actually does in some way separate her from some of her competitors. But even if the people in her audience know that jargon or they appreciate that she knows that jargon, that terminology isn't actually their biggest concern. Their biggest concern is how they feel and what they're experiencing, which is pretty much true for almost everyone's ideal client. (laughs) But my client wasn't speaking to that, or at least she wasn't leading with that. She was leading with essentially kind of trying to prove her expertise. And the longer she went without signing a new client, the more she tried to prove her expertise and prove that she was different from these other people in her industry. And the more she spoke in broccoli language, which then meant the more struggle she had in actually getting a client. It can be a vicious cycle because sometimes our brains think, if I'm not making sales, then I must have to prove myself or I need to show that I'm very different from everyone else in my industry. But in that very act of trying to prove yourself or trying to really kind of over differentiate yourself, you sometimes lose the connection to your ideal customer because you start speaking in a way that just goes straight over their head and doesn't resonate with their current lived experience. 
just a couple weeks after my client shifted her messaging to be more chocolate focused than broccoli focused, she ended up getting a new high ticket client. And in just a couple of months, she actually sold out her one-on-one. It was like people in her audience had been waiting for her to start talking to them because there were people in her audience who were already ready to buy. They just weren't sure if she was going to be able to help them because she wasn't speaking to them. When you start speaking to your ideal customer by using their language, by speaking in chocolate language, and of course, using that broccoli language to support all of the chocolate you're putting out into the world, you are going to activate the purchase-ready people who are already in your audience. And it is going to be so much easier to now actually sell that easy yes offer that you have been developing or honing in in this second season of selling chocolate. Remember though, this is a practice. It's going to take some work. You are going to have to be very intentional with the language that you're using, particularly at the beginning of trying to use chocolate language, not broccoli language. But if you want to get what's in your head out on paper in a way that easily sells, you want to actually make the effort and put in the work to sell chocolate, not broccoli. Hey friend, thanks for listening to this episode of Selling Chocolate. I'm going to guess you are here because you want to create sustainable success in your business. You know, consistent five-figure months doing work you love doing in the way you love doing it. And though these podcast episodes are killer, if I do say so myself, (laughs) you're ready to go even deeper than a 30 minute episode allows. And that's why I've created the Expand Accelerator, the business coaching program where you will expand your visibility, impact, and income while creating your version of sustainable success. We do this through offering three different tiers based on where your next revenue goal is with tiers focusing on your first 10K month, consistent five-figure months, and 50K and beyond months. At every tier, you are supported to develop your sustainable sales system, the six-part framework that ensures your offers, messaging, marketing, and sales strategy are all effortlessly working in cohesion with one another at all times. Pair that with a deep commitment to doing the inner work every single step of the way, and your expansion into your next level quite literally becomes inevitable. Within this container, past clients have gotten five new four-figure clients with literally zero audience of their own, learned how to market and sell with ease and no sleaze, started selling their first five-figure packages with so much confidence, pivoted their offers into work they actually love doing, and many have had their first 10K and beyond month. Most importantly though, they are all expanding from the inside out and learning how to step into the most authentic and powerful version of themselves in every facet of their lives and businesses. And that is what lays the foundations for any of their external expansion. If you're looking for a coaching container that is built to help you get out of the hustle and design a business that feels spacious, sustainable, and yes, expansive, and you're ready to step into your next level, apply for the tier that aligns with your goals at expandaccelerator.com.